I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm going to toss it over to our hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. What's up, guys? Hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Micah Keneally. I'm Josiah Keneally. We're your hosts of the Young Adults Today podcast, where, you know, we talk about reaching the next generation in our world today. Thanks for joining us at the start of your mm-hmm. week. We drop new episodes each Monday to help you start your week off strong. And of course, we appreciate you sharing yeah. this message with your friends, your pastors, your volunteers, and your leadership teams. Yes. So if you want to rate, review, and subscribe to Young Adults Today podcast, you sure can. But here's another thing. If you don't know about the second podcast we have, if you're the leader and you have young adults that want to broaden their horizons in the realm of podcast listening, we have a podcast that drops every Friday called FYI for young adults, for your information. And we unpack a question that they are asking and hopefully can kind of just give them some wisdom and guidance. Excuse me, you guys. I have a cold and I'm getting my engine started, I guess. This morning. And we're also joined by a dear friend of ours, Philip Dirksen. How are you? Good. I am great. We're excited to have you guys. Philip is a co-founder of the Pursuit Conference, and they just wrapped up their second year in a row. Their vision is to unite young adults in Southern Minnesota in their pursuit of Jesus. Mike and I have had the opportunity Mm -hmm. to link arms with these guys, and there is just simply a move of God happening in rural Southern Minnesota. Um, It's just been incredible to watch the hunger Mm -hmm. um, as young adults pursue Jesus, proclaim him. And uh, we just, in fact, wrapped up, you guys wrapped up the second year we were down in Austin, Minnesota, Mm -hmm. in Albert Lee. And Philip, before we talk about dorm dreams, um, obeying God, taking steps of faith in leadership, I think a great place to start Mm -hmm. is just getting to know you a little bit and some of your story. Yeah, uh, getting to know me. First off, I just want to thank you guys for letting me be on here. Uh, It's an honor. I listen to your podcast and I'm like, boy, this is like, they have some serious people on here. (laughs) Awesome. So uh, a little bit about me. Um, I grew up in a Christian household. I have eight siblings. Uh, I have five brothers and three sisters. So um yeah, a large family. Great. Um, so I grew up in that environment. I am now married. I'm will be married two years on December 19th. So um, and then we have a little one on the way. So Incredible. that is in April. So wow. yes. <laughs> yes. So life life is about to change for both my wife Erin and I. So it'll be great. I absolutely love it. Well, I'm just so excited to like just to see your life unpack, just being in a short, you know, friendship with you and your wife and just excited to see what God has done and what he is going to do. And I'm just curious, Aaron, like you are not Aaron. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking about your wife now because she's such a powerful speaker from the <laughs> stage. I loved her heart. It was so fun to meet her. But you, Philip, with one L, that's how you introduce yourself to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just curious, Philip, when you when you think about young adult ministry, you think about like where you're at in life today and how you got to where you are, what was a defining moment in your life that led you maybe to, des- to desiring more of God, to putting on a conference for young adults, to providing an opportunity for people to gather 
for the sake and for the name of Jesus when they could be going anywhere else? Like what inspired you when it comes to that? And what moment in life was like something has got to give? Yeah. Um. So part of my story um, growing up, Christian household, fun things like that. Uh, there was a lot of things going on in my family household that we kept in secret from a lot of people. There's a lot of sexual immorality. Um, I struggled with pornography for about 14 years growing up. Um, and so all this thing was happening underneath cover of darkness. Like nobody knew we, we didn't let people in. So people couldn't know. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I moved out when I was 20. I started into the dating world of fun things like that. Um, and I met Aaron. I met my wife. Uh, we dated for about six months. It was not a healthy relationship. Um, I was very controlling. I had a lot of things to learn. And she went off on a missions trip and we broke up. And I was devastated. It was a mutual breakup. I was not mutually breaking up, but I knew it was the right thing to do. Uh, and I slipped into severe depression um, and suicidal thoughts. Um, there was a moment where I almost took my life um, and reached out to my father or soon to be father-in-law. And I said, I'm not okay. And he... Uh, He's like, Philip, you need to go see counseling and get some godly wisdom into your life. And so I went to counseling, which is an amazing thing for people who struggle with yeah. depression. And yeah. And um, he's like, Philip, you just need to find what God is calling you to do. Like, go out and just spend time with God. So from then, I would start walking in the nature center, our local nature center, and just spending time. I would go. So one of my things that I do when I walk out in the nature center is I, I listen to me. I, I will complain or I will talk to God on my way out. I call it complaining, but I'll just let it go. And I, it's a usually 30 minute walk to my favorite bench. And then I'll sit down on my bench. And as soon as I sit down, I can't say another word for the remainder of the time I'm out there. Um, and I just let God speak to me or sometimes it's just good to be in silence. Yeah. And there happened to be one day where I was out there and I was like, okay, God, I'm getting close to my bench. Like, what do you want to hear from me? Like, what do you want to say to me? And I just gotten back from a conference in Atlanta for young adults, passion conference. And he, so I'm sitting there on the, on the bench and God's just like, I want you to grab your two friends in Albert Lady, Preston and Tyler, and start this conference. And I'm like, well, number one, this is a huge thing to ask. Number two, they're not going to be along with it. And um, I know this is what you're calling me to do, but I, I am not kind of willing to do it. <laughs> uh, so... Um, I reached out to Preston and Tyler soon after, like the next month, and they're like all gun ho um to do this. So this is 2019 and reaching in, we're like, okay, so 2020, we're gonna start this. 
and then COVID hit and we're like, well, we're not, we're not, we can't start this now. Um, and it was a good time that we didn't start it because God needed to bring Aaron back into my life. And so we started back dating, we got married and then Aaron has been a huge blessing to the conference, um, added a, a lady element that we needed because as guys are kind of, we, we have a vision, but then sometimes we don't know how to execute the vision. And Aaron just knows she hears the vision and she's like, oh, well, we'll do this. And it's like, oh, why didn't we think of that? <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's kind of how it, how the dream started. Um, and um, just getting to love on young adults is a blast for Aaron and I. Yeah, Philip, I love it. Thanks for being so vulnerable, for sharing your story. I have been a part of the first year Pursuit Conference and didn't know your story actually completely like you just shared until you shared it from the stage uh, this, you know, a few weeks ago. And I was just like, this is to the person who has pain in their life or is struggling and it may be dealing with pain and suffering. I think this is how good God is is that he flips the scripts in our life. He brings dead things mm -hmm. back to life. He turns sorrow into joy. He turns darkness into light. And I love it. I just look at, for the one, for the one young adult in Southern Minnesota that's sitting maybe metaphorically on a bench like you're, you sat mm -hmm. in darkness, in depression, struggling with suicidal thoughts. This is what our God does is he takes someone out of their brokenness, right. gives them purpose. He takes someone out of suicidal thoughts and gives them joy, but also a purpose and a vision and an overflow out of their own life, out of their own mm -hmm. heart to say, look at what God's done. Right. And I love it for your generation to, to look at the need that was there in your life. You know what it's like to be a mm -hmm. young adult in Southern Minnesota, <laughs> in rural city, and then to right. provide an opportunity for your generation where maybe there wasn't an opportunity like this quite mm -hmm. ever before that we know of is incredible and glory to God. And Kudos to you for taking a step of faith. I love your story. Mm -hmm. I'm encouraged by it. I think it's just inspiring to me and to many. And uh, I just love to know from your angle, from your vantage point where you're sitting, you're involved leading a young adult ministry in a local church and also have the Pursuit Conference. Why do you believe in the next generation of young adults, 18 to 30 year olds? Why do I believe in them? Oh, man. <laughs> So yeah, we do uh, young adults ministry here and Aaron and I have a heart for them and they're our next church leaders. Like they're the next leaders of the church. They'll be, they're the leaders that will be leading my child when my child comes along. And um, I, I sincerely believe in our, in our group, in our city that we minister to. We have we have naturally born leaders and yeah. when you get the chance god calls you to minister to people uh it's part of the great commission and he's called aaron and i to minister to them and that's i just believe that god has something for them in their leadership role and i think it's i think it's amazing to see what god's going to do and i just believe that he's going to do great things in them so 
Um, I hope that answers some of the question. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> we, we definitely agree. And we know the importance of providing opportunities for young adults. They they, pro- they provide so many things for others um, mm-hmm. from how they think to how they approach life, to the creative elements, to, I mean, just what God has given them and how he's gifted them and how they're utilizing, whether they're a believer or non-believer, they have gifts, they have talents, and they have the ability to change the world around them. And we want to be leaders that help change the world, you know, for and through the lens of the Bible and through the love of Christ and how his his lens, not our own of how how to lead and how to reach out and stuff like that. So my mind goes a hundred different ways right now, but. Well, real quickly, look at yeah. this. Young adults need the local church, the body of Christ. Yeah incredible community transformation discipleship um unity in the body young adults need a local church to be a part of in their faith it's it's not good for us to be alone right. we're hardwired for community so young adults need a local church and a local church needs young adults yeah to have a successful transfer of faith to the next generation yeah we can't have a generation absent or missing and we right. need each other young adults need a local church the local church needs young adults and yeah. we're going to be most um, on mission when we're linked in arms together. Yeah. So Philip, I have a question for you. And this is just like your personal approach, what insight and wisdom you have in this. How can we as leaders, like leaders of young adults or the ones providing these spaces and places for young adults, how can we be more aware of the atmosphere and space when we gather together? And that's anything from the messages to the speakers, to the heartbeat of the young adult, all the, uh, the young adult audience. Like how do we bridge those gaps. I mean, your wife was an answer to your own prayer, probably without you knowing it. She saw something yeah. that you guys didn't. So how do we, as leaders, how do you, how do we see things differently to reach those around us more effectively, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. I would say number one is listening to young adults. Um, they will tell you what's on their mind. Uh, I know in our young adults ministry, we just sit and listen to them and they will just, they'll just pour out and we don't have to ask questions. They just do it. You know, they just, they want to share. And so number one, listen, and that you'll get a good sense of where they're going. Um, one thing for our conference is we really wanted to be hospitable to young adults and be there for them. Um, we encouraged uh, our speakers, our communicators like you guys and other communicators to just sit at our table discussions and be there for them um, to answer some of their hard questions. And I don't have all the answers for their hard questions. Some of them are just like, oh, that's way too hard for me. I'll <laughs> I'll ask someone else who can help me with this. But um, the hospitality for them, being hospitable for them and just showing them love um, we get to build a culture at our conference. We get to build a culture in our young adults group to be the ones that just go out and encourage them. And so, um, that was a big thing for our conference this year is building the culture for young adults and how, how do we do that? What does that look like? Um, and so, yeah, our big, our big emphasis for us this year was to be hospitable to them and, um, just listen. 
That's good. I love it, Philip. And to the listener, I would just say like, in maybe you're a pastor of a local church. Maybe you have a burden for young mm-hmm. adults. Maybe you're leading on a college campus or within a young adult ministry. I would just ask you to think about Philip's story and looking at how God took him out of his deepest hurt and deepest pain and rock bottom, darkest moment. Mm-hmm. And he brought him to a place of purpose and rest and joy and fulfillment. And that process of purpose mm-hmm. came by helping others find their purpose who happen to be young adults. And I just think that we need more opportunities for young adults, whether yeah. it's a small group, whether it's a Bible study in your home, whether it's a full-blown ministry in your church or a conference in your community. Mm-hmm. I just believe so much can happen mm-hmm. when we set the table for others. Yeah, And that process looks like being hospitable, just like one of Pursuit Conference and Philip and Aaron and the mm-hmm. team, they have a core value of setting the table for others so that when a young adult comes, there's no distractions, they're welcome, mm-hmm. they're wanted, there's a table, the seat at the table for them. And so I'd just ask you where, as you're listening, as you're watching, as you're maybe driving or working out or in your office, where's the chair? Mm. Where can a young adult be pulled up at the seat at the table? in your home, in your church, in your community? And where's the place where they can meet with God? Philip happened to have his own bench, right. the place that he meets with God and is ministered to. And But where is the place where there's corporate worship? Where's the place where there's a, a, a mm. place where tough conversations can happen and people can bring their hard questions or just yeah. have altar times with God uninterrupted? Mm-hmm. I'd just love for you to think about that. I don't necessarily have an answer of what it looks like for you. Um, but Philip, we've got one more question and then we'll dive into our five and five. I would okay. love to know what you're seeing, some of the, the main challenges mm-hmm. that the next generation is facing as far as young adults. Hmm. What are yeah, they up against? <laughs> Aaron and I discussed this last night. Um, some of the things that they're up against is at 18 after they graduate some of the first things that they're doing is moving out Yeah, they are facing the world for the first time really without their parents being there um, and the world has a ton of things to offer them and so they have to make their faith their own at that moment mm-hmm. um and sometimes that's hard. I know from family experience, uh, going to college can change if you don't have godly friends, can change a lot of things for you and steer you in a way that is like, whoa, you know. Um, so they're facing a ton of all these things. And I think it's a great opportunity for leaders like you and I to be there for them at that stage and encourage mm-hmm. them to have their godly friends, to have those tough discussions, discussions, <laughs> and, and just, just be there for them. But also they're just facing so much at that, at this particular stage of life, that it's an awesome opportunity for us to be there for them and help walk with them through it. Yeah. I think that's so good. And this is where my mind goes. You think middle school is awkward, right? Like you're in middle school, everybody's growth spurts are going through puberty, things are happening. All of a sudden you're like into guys or girls, you're looking around like, oh, I, you're my friend. And now I want to date you. Like, 
I feel like <laughs> almost the ages from 18 to 30, you're back in that awkward stage of like, who am I? Who are my friends? Do they like me? Is there a place for me? What do I do with my life? It's kind of like that first day of school, like who's in my gym class? Who's in my math class? And I think like when you get onto the college campus, that all those insecurities you had as a child just come out 10 years later, right? <laughs> you're not eight or 18. You're like 20, 22, 23. And sometimes we see 30-year-olds who are still experiencing the same thing because it's that next stage where you're married, you're trying to figure out who are my married friends? Who are my married friends with kids? Who are my friends that are buying homes that aren't in the college dorms anymore? So adulting is like a never ending process. And so many people that we talk to who are like 50, 60, 70, they still, they still say, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So I, I feel like God has truly given us this childlike spirit that we try to squander and become so mature that we're like, who are we? But if we go back to the basics and really look like, Lord, may we never lose our wonder. Like, who am I? What does my faith look like? How do I make it my own? And us as leaders, like to be able to come alongside people who are walking through hell on earth. Wow. If we can bring a taste of heaven and point them to God and they can experience the same thing in their own personal life, whether it's an encounter with God through worship, through the word of God, or through a word that somebody else might have for them for encouraging them to keep going. I mean, wow. I think what we get to be is nothing but God's cheerleaders, his ambassadors, and we just get to point people to him and invite them into our space along the way. And it's their choice whether or not they receive the invitation. But for us as leaders to always let them know the invitation always stands like you are always welcome. And do you have anything, babe? I just wanted to get practical for a second and dream with the listener, if that's okay. Yeah. And I just, I'm so inspired by Philip, some of the things that you and Aaron have done. You've started a small group Bible study um, for young adults to gather in your own home. And I think that that's amazing in the context of your local church. And so for the leader listening, I just want to come alongside you and dream with you. What is your next step? Mm, What's the next right thing to do today or this week? And for some, I I never want to put words in your mouth. I want you to really hear from God, but I I think of different times along our journey and ministry individually or together. Sometimes we've needed to take a leadership retreat. Mm-hmm. Mark Batterson says it best, a change of pace and a change mm. of place leads to a change of perspective. So maybe it's a leader retreat, yeah. getting getting out of town or going somewhere, going to a conference and as leaders dreaming together, praying together, hearing from God. I think other times, maybe it's time to start a weekend or a fall retreat where young adults themselves, a conference where yeah. young adults can have uninterrupted times of worship. Maybe it's a night of prayer and worship. I remember one time, the idea came to us of doing like a New Year's Eve party. And for a while, what we that it? was huge. We called it Set the Tone. Set the Tone, yes. And it was like, <laughs> let's bring in the new year, right? And it happened to be that we were ministering in a community um, in the Twin Cities of Minnesota where there was a lot of New Year's Eve drinking and partying. And that was what we were up against right. um, or competing against of the devil's playground on college campuses or yeah. in homes and parties and communities. And so to offer a place for young adults to actually bring in the new year, worshiping and praising God. Powerful. It was amazing. Um, I think it just hearing from God, what is the next right thing to do for you? And here's the thing I want to speak to the listener too. Like it doesn't have to be so flashy and extravagant and have this huge budget. 
It can literally be you opening up your home, who plays the cajon, who plays the the acoustic guitar, or who has the um whatever drums or kit or whatever they have, like musically wise. And how many people can we pack out just worshiping Jesus? And you may start with 10 people and end up with about 70 in your house. And when Josiah says this all the time, he's like, the best thing when you walk into a Bible study is when you can't open the door because there's so many shoes on the landing, you're tripping over them. That means how many feet are there where they could be somewhere else. And I think that that's so fun to hear and see and to dream, to get away, to unplug, to sit down. What is God speaking to you? And if God hasn't been speaking to you, this is me saying to myself, it's probably because I haven't been listening. So if you have a team where you need to get away and to listen, ask your boss, ask like, hey, how much you got for a budget? I'm looking at a one night overnight in a cabin. We have 10 people, the adequate amount of space for men and women to come. Everything's going to be like, we're going to be responsible or get a hotel or get where, get wherever you need to be. And it's just amazing to see how many people, even of the church were like, I have a cabin up the lake. I hear the keys. Take it for the weekend. We're like, being what? resourceful. No way for free. You know, we have the water toys, winter toys, whatever you want. So just if you feel like you've run out of resources or run out of people or run out of places, it's a great place to start be. Start sharing what God is burdening your heart with. Like, what is that chair moment? Like Josiah said, what is that bench moment? And I don't know. I love to dream. So if you ever want to dream with me and Josiah, let us know. Listener. <laughs> I would. Can I add just a little? Um, I would say. Aaron and I are kind of in a season where it's like a little down here for our young adults. Like we haven't seen the numbers like we have in previous years. And so for the young adult leader out there, if your group is like maybe like three people coming, take courage that, Hey, there are three people coming. Mm-hmm. God's going to use these three. So don't be discouraged by the numbers kind of a thing. I get wrapped up in a lot of numbers things like, Oh man, it'd be nice to see 70 people here and right now we're going through a season of just being grateful for the three that are coming on a regular basis and so um yeah for a young adult leader i think it's that's it's just a stepping stone where god wants you for the season and take full advantage of it because god wants to grow you he wants to grow them so take advantage of that small moment that he's given you that's so good philip Way to encourage them. Yes. And we're going to take advantage of the next five minutes, if you don't mind, Philip. Let's do it. We have a challenge. It's called a five and five. So five final thoughts in five minutes. Are you ready? I I am going to be my best to be ready. Yes. (laughs) Maybe you need another cup of coffee, folks. Question number one, Philip. What's a hobby that you're enjoying right now, maybe outside of ministry or outside of work? What What are you doing? So I have a couple hobbies. One just finished. For kind of the season, I don't do winter fishing, but I enjoy fishing um, on a regular basis. I just, it's relaxing to me. It takes the stress off of different things. And then my one that I do on a continual basis is play guitar. That's one of my favorite hobbies. So Hidden talent. I love it. It's incredible. And uh, (laughs) what's maybe your favorite sports team you're cheering on? Okay. So this one's not popular in the state of Minnesota. So I live in Minnesota, and so Hawkeyes are my favorite college football team Uh from (laughs) Iowa. So I get a lot of flack about that. And then the Minnesota Vikings are my favorite team in the NFL. I'm a big football fan. So, Okay, don't get me started on the last game because we'd say for five minutes because it's just too (laughs) wild. It's good. It's a good thing. 
All right. Question number three. Here is the curveball for you, Philip. If you could ask Josiah and myself one question today, what would you ask us? Yeah. Um, one thing we're teaching our young adults is to get mentors into their life to teach them some godly things. And so my one question is, what is something that a mentor, if you guys have a mentor, that spoke into your life that kind of shaped where you are now? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'll go first. We love mentoring. Yep. In fact, I think a question of a generation, like I said one time, is how do I find a mentor? So if you're looking for a mentor, find somebody who's further along, close with Christ, exudes the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. And um, just ask them if you can build a friendship and get to know them better. And coffee helps, sometimes a lunch, but setting aside time. And one of my mentors is a life coach uh, named Roger Lane. Mm-hmm. And when I think of the word legacy, I think of Roger and his kids and his grandkids and literally the wake of blessing that the next generation is able to walk in because of Roger and his wife, Anne. And um, so many conversations, but one in particular, uh, it was 2014. Roger said, what in the next three years needs to happen for you to be happy with yourself? For you to be content with where God has you. And that spurred on years of dreaming, praying, making lists, making goals. And on that list that I came up with in 2014, I think it was around the time we got married or, you know, maybe by 2020, I looked and God had answered all those prayers. Right. And so it's time for me to go back to the drawing board and (laughs) read again. But I'm so grateful for Roger and just mentors that have spoken into my life. Yeah. I think one person has spoken into my life. Her name is Vicki Graham and I've known her since I was, oh my gosh, 22, 21, 22 years old. So I've known her for almost 15 years and just really realizing like she was the one that believed in me when I was still, I had a rebellious spirit, like, oh, I'm at church. Like I'm supposed to start a Bible study. What do I do? You know, and I said, I remember sitting in her office. She's like, here's a DVD, you know, <laughs> go through the questions. Like we're going to start you out very basic elementary, but that really spurred on my heart for like women and ministry and to providing opportunities for women in my home and young men at that time, just starting out like, if I need to know the word of God that I want to be around people who want it too. So when I look for a mentor, she's one that I've just gone to now in pre-marriage mentoring. She was one of our people, her and her husband. And then that has now evolved into like parenting. So if any parenting questions, cause all four of her children are fully grown young adults and beyond with their own children and they're all serving the Lord. And I'm just like, where, what do I admire about her so much that I want her to speak into my life? So when I look for a mentor, I look at a, Everything that Josiah said, yes, God fearing fruit of the spirit, they're alive, they're praying, active well, like all those different things. But taking into consideration, what do I admire about them and what are they disciplined in that I need to grow in? Or what do I don't, I don't know what I don't know that they can really shine some light and speak encouragement. So I have somebody who speaks my life with parenting. If you want to grow in, um, the like the spiritual realm of prayer and fasting and understanding the word of God, find somebody who's demonstrating those and doing those that can come alongside you. If you need to grow in just community and knowing what that is and looks like, find somebody who's great at hospitality and grow in that area. So when you look for a mentor, find somebody who has all those characteristics and beyond what you know, what Josiah said, but looking at where do I personally want and need to grow to become a better version of myself? And who am I giving permission to speak into that area that when they do correct, I am not offended. I'm willing to submit. So 
their end is their word is not like the word of God, but if they're a God fearing person, though their words will carry weight and there will be a natural desire for you to grow, but also a conviction. So if purity is one of your elements that you want to grow in and you're struggling with something, then find somebody that you don't want to have to tell that you've been participating in or where whatever that looks like. So find somebody that you're kind of afraid of, but you also admire because there's accountability that naturally comes with it. So that's what I would say. It's powerful. We're believing for a mentor in your life and maybe plural, maybe it's a mentors, but I'll fill it back to you. That's a fun question, by the way. That's a great question. Love it. How about this? If you could travel one place you've never been, where would you go? Oh, there's a lot of places I would like to go um, that I haven't been. I would say one for me that I've looked into several times is Israel. I just want to go to Israel and go on a tour to see where Jesus spoke and just kind of see it for myself, see where he was. Yeah. I think that would be an awesome experience. It's so good. Okay. Last and final question to leave the listener with today, Philip, if you could leave them with one word of encouragement, what would you say to them? Hmm. My mind goes to Mark 16, verse 15, which is the great commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Um, I would encourage you where you are. God wants to use you exactly where you are. And that could be in the depths of despair or on the highest of highest mountains. Um, He wants to use you. My wife says a yes for Jesus is a win every day. So God is calling you where you are. Just say yes. And he, who knows where he'll take you. I love it. Philip, that's amazing. Your wife is very wise, just so you know. You yes, married, she is. Married one. <laughs> up. Well done. Philip, we just want to say thanks so much for taking time today for this conversation with Young Adults Today community and um, for saying yes to God, for taking a bold step of faith, for gathering friends Amen. together and starting a pursuit conference to set the table for young adults in Southern Minnesota. We just honor the work that God's doing in you yeah. and through you, and we love you and we're cheering you on, man. Well, thanks for having me on. It's been a great privilege and you guys have been a huge encouragement in mine and Aaron's life for sure. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, thank you for letting us be a part of your life. And if you want to be a part of the next Pursuit Conference, stay tuned and check out 2023. Oh my gosh, that's so weird to say. We will have those in our show notes for the listener today. So check it out and we'll get those details when they come out. Here we go. Believe in for great things in your life in 2023. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's conversation on the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.